Session 18, part one of the law of one. Here we're gonna talk about life experiences and how to process them, but also forgiveness. So let's get to it. First law of one video that I'm doing in this new setting, which is going to be temporary, which means it's going to change again soon. And I just needed to point that out. So this session, like I said, we're going to talk about processing experiences, life experiences, and also forgiveness, really, really important. So these two topics are huge for us, uh, people trying to understand more this reality and our experience here and everything else. Now, at the beginning of the session, they talk about the uh, some personal information that, again, I always try to exclude if it's not important. This has to do with Carla taking LSD at some point. I believe it was in February after they started the channeling in January. So, you know, there's a little information there. Uh, I didn't think it was that relevant. You can go read it. Uh, I do have my uh, my my takes on psychedelics, especially synthetic ones like LSD and my whole thing, but I didn't want to include it in this video because to me it's not that relevant. So if you want to check that out though, there is, uh, there's at least four questions I think where they talk about the condition that Carla was in after LSD. Uh, so again, just pointing that out. There's another part where they talk about Alistair Crowley or Crowley, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. And I didn't think that was relevant. That's part of session um, question 10, I believe. And uh, I excluded that out. You can check that in the, in the material as well if you want. Again, I don't think that was relevant. They were only talking about Alistair Crowley and um, information about, you know, uh, his work and stuff. But again, not relevant. So we're only going to talk about this and we do have some long answers after a couple of questions that Don asked so let's get to it right away. Don is asking here. I have a question here from Jim that I will I will read verbatim. Much of the mystic tradition of seeking on earth holds that belief that the individual self must be erased or obliterated in the material world ignored for an entity to reach nirvana as it's called or enlightenment. What is the proper role of the individual self and its worldly activities in aiding an entity to grow more into the law of one? Ra explains, the proper role of the entity is, in this density, to experience all things desired, to then analyze, understand, and accept these experiences, distilling from them the love light within them. Nothing shall be overcome. That which is not needed falls away. The orientation develops due to analysis of desire. These desires become more and more distorted towards conscious application of love light as the entity furnishes itself with distilled experiences. Okay, we're gonna go slow on this answer because there's several things that are going on. Well, the first one is that we have to pay attention to the language that Ra is using. This is crucial because Ra, if you know, the reason why the material is so complex and hard to digest is because Ra uses a lot of terms that are very specific and sometimes they mean more than we can uh, than we can interpret at 
you know at the surface level so here I'm doing once again my interpretation of this which you know it's kind of congruent with the rest of the material so uh, that's why I'm highlighting those words because they're very important so let's get into the analysis of this first part of the answer now the question is about the process of enlightenment and you know disconnecting from everything around us to uh, to reach that point of nirvana as the Tibetan calls this the state of being and Ra is saying that the proper role of the entity is to have basically all all the the experiences that it desires so anything that comes out from us that we want we should experience it um, the other thing or the first thing that I highlighted here is that nothing shall be overcome and this is going to become more uh, more clear as we go down the answer but it's very important that nothing should be overcome meaning that we don't want to just suppress a desire because we deem it negative or because we think is not even congruent with the law of one and I'm gonna explain that because it sounds weird but we shouldn't suppress any sort of desire because for some reason it's coming out this gets very intricate but this is the key thing nothing shall be overcome so that's very important uh, that which is not needed falls away basically that's just how it sounds you know anything that is not needed just falls away and it goes away you can see this in your life so I'm not gonna get you know too deep into this and the orientation develops due to analysis of desire because of the desires that we have the orientation uh, of where we go in terms of polarity goes thanks to those analysis of the desires so having the desire itself is not as useful you know it's just one part of the experience having the desire and then accepting it uh, understanding it analyzing it and then um, um, just applicating it into into our own life and development is really what's what's important here so uh, the last thing that I have highlighted is that okay so these desires become more and more distorted towards conscious application of love light as the entity furnishes itself with the still experience now what does this mean that the desires become more and more uh, this I know the word distorted here and this is another thing with wording here in the in, in the raw material that um, distorted towards the conscious application of love light may sound like a little um, incoherent in terms of one thing or incongruent with you know the message of love light but remember the distortion is just anything that exists in the universe because the only non-distorted part of the universe is the creator itself in infinity so everything is basically a distortion uh, Raha has their own distortions and so on so the distortion towards the conscious application of love light basically means that this distortion that we develop towards a particular interest or uh, even polarization is it's a sort of distortion it happens as we distill these experiences distilled experience is very important because that's how we process the experiences to have something um, that is more congruent with you know the polarization that we want so it, it's all about uh, having these desires direct us towards the orientation that we want and those distilled experiences that we process are what makes this move so that's all I got for this part and let's go to the other side of the question Ra continues we have found it to be inappropriate in the extreme to encourage the overcoming of any desires 
except to suggest the imagination rather than the carrying out in the physical plane, as you call it, of those desires not consonant with the law of one. This preserving the primal distortion of free will. The reason it is unwise to overcome is that overcoming is an unbalanced action creating difficulties in balancing in the time-space continuum. Overcoming thus creates the further environment for holding onto that which apparently has been overcome. Okay, so here is the section of the answer where they talk about overcoming and the dangers of it. Uh, first is that it even uh, they advise, strongly advise against overcoming any desire because uh, of the reasons I explained before. You want to have those experiences, even if that means that we have to do it in our imagination. So uh, if you have, say, for an example, you want to manipulate your brother or your parents or, you know, uh, your spouse to achieve something and you have to analyze why you want to do that. So you want to go, I mean, doing it, obviously, it's not constant to the law of one. So you go through your imagination and you do it and you have the experience. So you have the idea of why you want to do it as opposed to just being hung up on, on the idea that I need to do it. I want to do it. I need to have the experience. But you know it's not constant with the law of one or simply it's negative. So it's just a very basic example of how this can you know be worked once you realize that it's not you know towards your orientation or or polarization because again uh infringing upon free will which we'll talk about in this video is something that's going against the law of one and your polarization of course so um the other part is that the reason this is unwise is that overcoming is unbalanced it's kind of unbalancing in in the time space continuum which means to me that having this actually distorts things in a way that we uh we have issues fixing it I'm not sure if the time space continuum means the uh, the changes that we still we can still change here in in space time, but in time space is where we we can change things or balance things out in our own individual uh, spiritual entity, if you will. So I, I'm not sure about that part, but in any case, it's just an unbalancing, trying to overcome any desire and not having or experiencing it is an uh, it's it's important not to do because uh, you want to, to have those experiences so you can have distill them into something that is um, it's conducive to your own spiritual growth. So that's it. Um, no overcoming any desire. So even if you have to imagine them, whatever uh, crazy idea or fantasy you may have that is not congruent with the law of one, just have it in your imagination. That's basically the way of it. Um, all right. So the last part is Ra saying, all things are acceptable in the proper time for each entity and in experiencing, in understanding, in accepting, in then sharing with other selves, the appropriate description shall be moving away from distortions of one kind to distortions of another, which may be more consonant with the law of one. It is, shall we say, a shortcut to simply ignore or overcome any desire. It must be instead be understood and accepted this takes patience and experience, which can be analyzed with care, with compassion for self and for other self. So, well, again, this is just finalizing the point that uh, everything, all things are acceptable in the proper time for each entity. That means that everything, there is no sense of morality here. There's no sense of lawfulness or any other human-made imposed uh, psychological behaviors that we need to have in order to 
to maintain, you know, formality, posture, you know, in society and so on. None of that really matters. Whatever you need to uh, to experience, of course, you want to have it. Um, so I know this can get contentious because of all our cultural biases and the way we have been educated and indoctrinated and so on. But that's just the way the universe works. I'm not, you know, inciting anybody to do anything, you know, outside of the law or uh, or their own morality or religion um, biases or whatever it may be. But this is something just to consider in the grand scheme of things of how things work. So that's it. And in the appropriate description shall be moving away from distortions of one kind to distortions of another, which may be more consonant with the law of one. Boom. That's just meaning to me that uh, when you have certain experiences and those distortions toward those experiences, as you distill them, you will move towards another one that are more consonant with the law of one. So you're basically finding your own path into the spiritual being that you came here to be in your own growth. And that's what it means to me. Um, and of course, it says at the end that, you know, overcoming is just a shortcut, you know, to um, to uh, to over, to just have an experience or any desire to just it's like a bypass that you don't want to do. Like I said before, <laughs> I'm not going to go deeper into this. And it must be instead be uh, understood and accepted. This is what it is. And that's why Ra says that it takes patience and, you know, a lot of analysis that you need to put in for the experience to to kind of give you what you want uh, as opposed to just either having the desire satisfied and moving on and not analyzing it just you know for the for the pleasure of doing it you know for whatever reason uh or to just avoiding it so you want to analyze it you want to know why you want that why you're having this you know and it, it takes time experience and you know a lot of practice so you know that's just the way it works. Nothing is, uh, there's no magic pill. Next question is Don saying, basically, I would say that to infringe on the free will of another self or another entity would be the basic thing never to do under the law of one. Can you state any other breaking of the law of one than this basic rule? There we go into another deeper one. Ra says, as one proceeds from the primal distortion of free will, one proceeds to the understanding of the focal points of intelligent energy, which have created the intelligence of the ways of a particular mind-body-spirit complex in its environment, both what you would call natural and what you would call man-made. So let's set the stage for this question. First, Don is asking if there is anything else that is more consonant with the law of one, aside from preventing the infringing upon free will. So Rod's gonna go into the explanation of how we behave in this um, in this planet itself and because of the natural or na nature in general plus the man-made stuff that we have, uh, they're all to be considered because they act upon you know everybody else, every other person, culture, etc. So those two things to keep in mind is very important. So let's move to the rest of the answer. Where Ra says, thus the distortions to be avoided are those which do not take into consideration the distortions of the focus of energy of love light, or shall we say the logos of this particular sphere or density. These include the lack of understanding of the needs of the natural environment, the needs of other selves, mind, body, spirit complexes. These are many due to the various distortions of man-made complexes in which the intelligence and awareness of entities themselves 
have chosen a way of using the energies available. All right, so just to connect, uh, at the beginning, Ra was saying that after following the uh, understanding of free will, then we get into the creative principle or love light. So those two things are very important to keep in mind because that's what creation is itself. And you need to appreciate everything as the creation of the one creator, meaning that uh, the intelligent energy that manifests here as light that comes from the second distortion of the creation, which is love light. That's important to know that everything is basically created out of love light. So um, that those are the distortions that we need to avoid. Those that are not taken into consideration, the focus of uh, intelligent energy, um, which is love light. And uh, the rest is just the various, you know, type of distortions that are available. I mean, there's probably an infinite, maybe not an infinite, but it depends on the, uh, the natural environment and the man-made complexes, as Ra says here. So uh, those two things are important to take into consideration when we're dealing with situations or other selves. So um, let's go to the rest of the answer, which we still have a couple of things. And Ra says, Thus, what would be improper, an improper distortion with one entity is proper with another. We can suggest an attempt to become aware of the other self as self and thus do that action which is needed by other self, understanding from the other self's intelligence and awareness. In many cases, this does not involve the breaking of the distortion of free will into a distortion or fragmentation called infringement. However, it is a delicate matter to be of service and compassion, sensitivity, and an ability to empathize are helpful in avoiding the distortions of man-made intelligence and awareness. Okay, so let's go little by little here because we already set the stage about how we we go about our business basically as humans here in the man-made environment and in the natural environment to protect not only the infringement of free will but also to preserve the creation or the nature of creation. Okay, so with that said, I think we're ready to kind of like piece together all this um, in, in the way that I see it, of course. So um, because of the different cultural things that we have in our uh, environment and the different natural needs that we have in, say, I don't know, in the desert, the jungles and so on, uh, we all have to behave in different ways. So that's why what's, in, what's improper for one, it's proper for another one. And we need to understand that we can't have a uh, universal culture in a planet where everything is different and people are different. You know, we have different languages, we have different uh, biases, we have all these things. And it's up to us as people who are seeking unity within the spiritual perception of who we are to know that all of those uh, cultures and people are the same as we are. It is our job to see everything as one. So from here, we can see that, you know, we need to respect that. We need to have um, the ability to understand why people behave in different ways. Why are they the way they are and how they act? Also, nature is very important. What you do in nature in one place, you cannot do it in another place. You know, so respect for the environment is very important. This is something that our ancestors knew for a long time and we seem to have forgotten um, or just simply um, overcome, maybe <laughs> more appropriate with the session today. Uh, so we can suggest to become more aware of other self and self and thus do that action which is needed by the other self, understanding the other self's 
intelligence and awareness. So this is, you know, now that, that I said all that, if you go to a tribe or to another culture, uh, to another country, and you want to interact with them, it's very, very important to know that um, you have you have an understanding of the other the other person's perspective, point of view. Their um, their understanding, their intelligence and awareness is what Ra calls it here. But it's basically just a point of view of other people. So have a universal awareness of you know people behaving in their own way and having that respect for them. It's very very important. Uh, in many cases, this does not involve the breaking of distortion of free will into a distortion or fragmentation called infringement. But of course, you know once you have uh, the uh, the understanding of the other self, you can. You can uh, you can interact and have you know uh, a sort of exchange of energy, uh, tr energy transfer, if you will, and this will not break free will at all. However, it is a delicate matter to be of service, and compassion, sensitivity, and an ability to empathize are helpful in avoiding the distortion of man-made intelligence and awareness, because we create all these. Um, cultures and biases and all this stuff it's important to have compassion sensitivity and an ability to empathize with people so to avoid the distortions that are created by this cultural or traditional um, biases that people may have so having again a universal awareness or consciousness is very important I hope this makes sense I'm trying to you know just I, I know it's a little com complicated the way I'm, I'm describing it but all I'm saying here that I interpret from the raw uh, explanation is that we just need to be very aware and very conscious about dealing with nature and other people to understand that where they're coming from, whether that be nature or other people. That's basically it. And I, I know I extended it a little bit more than I should have, but that's uh, that's my position there. Um, the rest of the answer, Ra says, the area or arena called the societal complex is an arena in which there are no particular needs for care, for it is the prerogative or duty of those in the particular planetary sphere to act according to its free will for the attempted aid of the social complex. Uh, again, you know, the, there's no one way or particular need, you know, for caring, you know, for the environment or other people. There simply isn't because of our prerogative that we have to set basically the boundaries and the rules and the laws and so on uh, in this sphere, you know, which makes the social complex as it is. So there is no one way of approaching this, but other, and this is just my uh, my incision here is other than understanding you know the creative principle of love light which is very very important to keep in mind always that everything is part of the creation and you are not above or below that very important all right let's move on to the rest thus you have two simple directives awareness of the intelligent energy expressed in nature awareness of the intelligent energy expressed in self to be shared when it seems appropriate by the entity with the social complex. And you have one infinitely subtle and various set of distortions of which you may be aware, that is, distortions with respect to self and other selves not concerning free will but concerning harmonious relationships and service to others as other selves would most benefit. Okay, last part of this question. And the two directives are awareness of the intelligent energy expressed in nature. This is just nature in general. 
how intelligent energy is expressed there. We talked about that. Awareness of the intelligent energy expressed in self to be shared when it seems appropriate by the entity which uh, with the social complex. So this is basically you, how you see the creation, how you interpret life, how you know the things that are you that are so suppressed in this society. That's what needs to be expressed when it seems appropriate. Not all the time, and we know that. Sometimes it's not appropriate to have our expression, but when it seems to be uh, helpful for other people is basically what Ra is saying here. Um, and then it's just, you know, the different types of distortions which, you know, uh, we can be aware and always in respect to uh, to self and other selves. It's important, this interaction that we have, the mirrors that we call that other people are for us and how we can benefit them with our own expression. So I hope this all makes sense. It's a very complex question and answer. And again, this is just my interpretation of how I see it. And it has to do just going back to that, uh, to that point and just to summarize this uh, for me. To know that everything is the creation. I mean, you once you understand, even in the most simple way, that everything is you. You are consciousness, and consciousness, the universe is consciousness. You know, uh, matter as we know it, this physical matter that we we think is just inert, has a consciousness, and you are that consciousness. So understanding that is important for all the intricate expressions of consciousness in the universe and you to respect that as you. It is you. So to offend that consciousness, whether it be nature, because we think, you know, matter or animals or plants are, you know, somehow lower than us, it's ourselves. So respecting that is very important. Equally, respecting in, there are different ways of nature expressing from a desert to a jungle, say, and also respecting other people, whether that be, you know, people from the far east or from the west. Their cultures are to be respected in the way they are. So that's just my take, summarizing all this stuff and just living this, you know, as not being above or below anything. Very, very important. All right, let's move on to the next question that Don has. And it's not that elaborate. Don says, as an entity in this density grows from childhood, he becomes more aware of his responsibilities. Is there an age below which an entity is not responsible for his actions? Or is he responsible for from the time of birth? Process. An entity incarnating upon the earth plane becomes conscious of self at a varying uh, point in its time-space progress through the continuum. This may have a medium, shall we say, of approximately 15 of your months. Some entities become conscious of self at a period closer to incarnation. Some at a period farther from this event. In all cases, responsibility then becomes retroactive from that point backwards in the continuum so that distortions are to be understood by the entity and dissolve as the entity learns. Now, I'm going to speculate a little bit here because uh, the answer is pretty simple. Awareness comes into the entity at varying points. It could be, you know, um, the medium point is 15 months of age. And the whole point of this question is to know if the entity is responsible for the actions that were taken before. And the answer, again, very simple, is just that, yes, you are responsible for everything that happened to you, even in the womb. A lot of people would say, like, oh, I'm this way because, you know, my mother smoked or my mother, you know, uh, didn't want me. It's a very common thing. And, you know, all this, these emotions that she had, even though she loved me afterwards, I, I'm still hurt from the womb. 
those are your responsibilities because those are experiences that you had and you now have to be uh, this is the last part I think is very uh, beautiful what it says understood by the entity and dissolve as the entity learns the more you learn the more you realize that you're not a victim of this planet of this consciousness of this uh, experience the more you learn and know that you are everything the more you know that anything that happened to you is just an experience that you just need to process and accept it and um, introduce it into yourself or um, internalize just a simple integrate is the word that I was looking for <laughs> you want to integrate all that so uh, that's you know the thing and of course you know my speculation is that you know uh, it doesn't matter what happens you just have to that's why it becomes retroactive as Ross says no matter when you become aware you have to uh, retroactively work those experiences past and uh, part of my speculation of this which comes really you know into the psychedelics and how they work in in, uh, in the body and in the mind is that a lot of people report that when they have psychedelic experiences and uh, they go into their past they go to childhood most of the time and sometimes they even go back to the womb because there are things that are still affecting them from the womb that were um, affected upon them and they need to heal that so very very cool that you know Ross says this and it's kind of congruent with what I know about you know inner work and how psychedelics work because we know the power of them so um, let's go to the next question where Don says then an entity say four years old would be totally responsible for any actions that were against or inharmonious with the law of one is this correct ross says this is correct it may be noted that it has been arranged by your social complex structures that the newer entities to incarnation are to be provided with guides of a physical mind body spirit complex thus being able to learn quickly what is consonant with the law of one who are these guides? Don asks. Ra says, these guides are what you call parents, teachers, and friends. Okay, so first, the notation that I have there in red is the part that I said of Alistair uh, Crowley or Crowley. Uh, I didn't include it, so that's why there's a jump in the questions. Um, and yeah, uh, entities are responsible and they are provided with guides, which are parents, friends uh teachers uh just what what i like to call the uh the village family when we were uh, raised in a village every adult had a way to teach the law of one as they knew it of course which is just basic respect for everybody and the environment this is known you know to us by the traditions that we have we don't have it too much in the western tradition because here it's just work uh have a life you know that is consonant with the hierarchical structure that we know of corporations and you know becoming uh, a professional in some field and so on and we kind of forget what it is to have uh, respect for the environment and for other people because in a competitive environment you're always trying to mess people up for your own gain which is not content with the law of one at all so that's important that's how it works let's go on to the next question here we go you stated yesterday that forgiveness is the eradicator of karma. I am assuming that balanced forgiveness for the full eradication of karma would require forgiveness not only for other selves, but forgiveness of self. Am I correct? Ra says, very plain and simple. 
You are correct. We will briefly expand upon this understanding in order to clarify. Forgiveness of other self is forgiveness of self. An understanding of this insists upon full forgiveness upon the conscious level of self and other self, for they are one. A full forgiveness is thus impossible without the inclusion of self. You are responsible for this. I've talked about this in previous videos. Forgiving is not what we know about, you know, understanding there is a victim, which in many cases is us. We're never guilty of anything, right? In this paradigm. So forgiving somebody is almost saying like, I understand what you did and I forgive you. So I don't have, you know, any hard feelings. Um, but that's not the way it works. You are not sitting in judgment of the other person and forgiving it. Uh, what you're doing is you are forgiving the situation and what caused it. Understanding it as an experience, which is nothing else but the experience. And um, just knowing that the person didn't mean any harm to you. And if it did, you know, it didn't do it consciously. In any case, this can get into intricate ways of interpreting it. But the fact remains that when you forgive, you're forgiving the self, you're forgiving yourself to be involved in that situation and having, you know, fear, having uh, anger or hatred or whatever it may be. We're all humans. Um, I've, you know, gone through this this year tremendously, going through all these feelings of, and I'll be, I'll confess, I'll be the first one to say I've had hatred for people already. You know, and I've, uh, I've had to overcome that, not in the way that we talked about earlier, but just understanding this and integrating it to myself. So uh, overcome is probably not the right word to use today. So uh, very important that forgiveness is not of other selves, but it needs to include the self as well. You need to be included in that forgiveness because you are part of the whole situation. And now that you understand and you have uh, upgraded yourself to another level, you understand it that way too. All right. So let's go to the last question here that Don has. And it says, thank you. A most important point to my way of thinking. You mentioned that there were a number of confederations. Do all serve the infinite creator in basically the same way? Or do some specialize in some particular types of service? Ra says, all serve the one creator. There is nothing else to serve for the creator is all that there is. It is impossible not to serve the creator. There are simply various distortions of this service. As in the confederation which works with your peoples, each confederation is a group of specialized individual social memory complexes, each doing that which it expresses to bring into manifestation. Okay, so this is just uh, reiterating that everything is the creator. There is nothing else besides the creator. And this is this sounds very similar to when Ra says or is asked um, where do these people come from or these entities and so on? And Ra always says like they come from the creator. The universe is contained within the one creator. It's like one mind, one consciousness, one brain, one organism that creates different iterations of itself in order to experience itself because in infinity you cannot experience anything. Everything is, simply is. So you cannot understand anything or have these experiences. It's almost like a game the creator has. We are part of that game and it's not an external creator. It's the same creator that you are. You are that consciousness. So confederations are no different. They all serve the one creator. And uh, Rajas, I guess, emphasizes the last point, which is, you know, a confederation that works here simply has a specialized 
Uh, it's a group of specialized individual social memory complexes. It just means, you know, that they're, I don't know, Ra, uh, the, uh, the people from uh, from different planetary spheres, you know, the Christ consciousness, whatever, you know, it came from. I'm not sure where it came from. Uh, and all this stuff, you know, it's all about having the same... Um, uh, the same direction in terms of being of service to others and that's what the confederations do at least this one that's working with us i don't know of any other uh so far so that's just what it is so i think this is a good way to end the video saying that everything is the one creator you are uh matter as we discussed at the beginning nature and just applying it to everything else uh people and of course you know people that you want to uh, to be of service to but most important to those that you think that are not of service to you and that are becoming a problem. You need to analyze that and just to attach it or uh, link it to the forgiveness, it's important for you to realize that forgiveness is you understanding the situation and that is your part. It is you who is causing this problem. It's not the other person. The other person is being a catalyst for you. It's being a mirror. So you have to do the work. This doesn't mean by all uh, possibilities, this doesn't mean that you have to comply with the other person. You have to oblige to the other person. This means that you just have to be uh, aware that it's you creating the issue and you can distance yourself from these people who are, uh, who are problematic for us. And that's fair. You don't have to be a service to other people that are not consonant with you. That's fine. As long as you don't hold any grudges or any sort of hatred and so on. But again, this is not the point of the video. I just hope this makes sense and you get more aligned with your own self and the creator. That's it. Part two, we're going to talk about Yahweh, which I do have something to clarify from previous sessions. And we'll get to that because I think everything is about Yahweh in the next video. So I'll see you then. Part two, session 18. Thank you so much for watching. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, and all that stuff. I appreciate it. I love you. And I love the one creation that we're all part of. I'll see you then.